Hey football fans, it's Angela and Suzanne, and we are back with ending week three and starting into week four. Yes, we are. And I'll tell you what, week three was whew, a lot going on in week three. It okay, was very... so last week, Suzanne, sorry to interrupt yes, you, but no, last, you're good. you remember we kind of were thinking this is going to be a boring week. Like there weren't a lot of big marquee games. The Tennessee Florida right. game was the big marquee game, and it looked like a boring week. Right. And this is what's great about college football. You're exactly right. It turned into an amazing week. It turned to everybody just being on pins and needles for their team. <laughs> because we're calling it, there were just struggle wins. That's We're, we're using the funny main uh, terminology here. When a team has to really fight and just grind it out, you know, to win a game, and they were probably favored pretty big, but they pull it out in the end. We call that a struggle win. Yes. <laughs> they had to struggle to get there, and there were several of those. A lot of struggly-looking wins out there from teams we did not expect it from. We did not expect it. And so. we were at the Clemson game, so we were, I was trying, we were watching it on a few of the TVs and trying to keep up with it on my app. But, I mean, I was, my mind was blown by some of these games. Well, let me tell you. And as I'll just tell you, I know we didn't have this first, but as a Georgia fan, I was sitting there at halftime thinking, oh dear. <laughs> we all sort good. of we all sort of felt sick to our stomach at halftime, but uh they got it together, you know, in the second half. But I'll tell you it was just that kind of day everywhere. Well, let's everywhere. start with the Georgia game. Go ahead and okay. talk. Georgia played South Carolina at in Georgia. It was a home game for Georgia. It was a home game. We we had home field advantage. Um, and it was, you know, a drizzly, rainy day. But South Carolina came out there with their hair on fire. And they, Spencer Rattler, their quarterback, he hit every single pass. They were catching, running, doing, and it was just like we're just sitting there saying, <laughs> where's this wonderful defense that we have? And they just scored, you know, Long story short, it was 14 to 3 at halftime. Now, Georgia did have some good drives. South but Carolina was 14 and Georgia was 3. Yes, Georgia was behind 14 to 3 at halftime. They had a couple drives where they went all the way down into the red zone, like to the 10 yard line, and couldn't score. And then we have a freshman field goal kicker, and he missed a couple kicks. So we came away with no points. Anyway, it was just one of those. But in the second half, they looked like a totally different team. Kirby totally had, Kirby had a little cast. meeting, a little talking to with the team. That, I, they just, I guess coaches made great adjustments. Players got, anyway, the second half was so much better, and they ended up winning 24 to 14. Um, but South Carolina played well. They looked really was, good. And it was, whew. I know. So, that, and I was at Clemson texting Suzanne <laughs> Hang on, there's two halves. Mm -hmm. They're going to come back. And it was a tale of two halves. There were two different teams. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so that was Georgia's game. And then we had Alabama. Alabama is going to make it on our What Happened segment for me. I, I couldn't okay. even believe my eyes. So, we'll just briefly go over. Alabama beat South Florida 17-3. to And for a long time, including all the way to the half and beyond, it was three to three. And let's talk about South Florida. Let, that is a cupcake team. That is one you were supposed to go in there and just soundly beat. Right. I and I, I don't understand. It was unbelievable. Yes, that, that is one of those. Um, 
I know Alabama fans are shaking their heads, but um, anyway, so there's another struggle win. Alabama, but they did pull it out. They won 17 to three. Then we have Florida State, who we have talked about being one of the more dominant teams this year. They've done really well. They beat LSU in the first game. They've just looked really strong. They played Boston College out of the ACC, who is probably one of the weaker teams in the ACC. Um, And they won 31 to 29. We're talking two points. Yeah. So that that was definitely a huge struggle win. That was surprising. Uh, Uh, Texas over Wyoming. They finally pulled away, but for a long time, it was just right there, neck and neck, the entire game. Texas finally pulled away and won that 31 to 10. And the last one was Colorado over Colorado State. Um, This was a very late game. It started at 10 o'clock Eastern time. It was very late. Colorado's ranked. Colorado State was not. But Colorado ended up winning in overtime. Double overtime. 43 43 to to 35. Yes. And Colorado is is um, Coach Prime's team. That's yes, making, Deion Sanders. Making yes. so much, you know, noise in the media. And I think it had like a record number of view, viewers. And it's just and both of his boys, two of his boys, I don't know how many children he has, but two of his boys play, play, for, on his, the team. play for his team. One of them's the quarterback. Shindur and uh, is it Shindur, Shindur and Shiloh. So, yeah, and I think Shindur's the quarterback. Yes, and Shiloh's like a defensive back. So, yeah, I mean, that that has just been an amazing story of this season. Yes, but they they pulled out a struggle win over Colorado Yeah, that was State. a struggle win. But Then so, we had some upsets. We did. We had some upsets that happened over the weekend. But I'm just so, – I want to insert real quickly that okay. it was not Clemson. <laughs> Clemson is breezing along over there while the rest of us were struggling well, we this weekend. we had a cupcake, and we, but thankfully we did beat our cupcake because we almost didn't beat the cup. We had a struggle win with the cupcake last week, but this week we beat well, our cupcake. You, you, and and did, it was fun. It was a night game. And it was did a lot of fun. very well. Yes, they did very well. So let's talk about the marquee game. Okay. The Tennessee-Florida game. Tennessee fans, what happened? We're going to, yeah, there, there were just some things in that game. Um, again. I know um, Tennessee fans are upset. I've seen them posting on social media. I'm sure they are. I'm upset when my team loses. Um, so I'm sure they're very upset. Um, but Florida did beat. Now they played, I know playing at Florida in the swamp at nighttime. Yes. Is not an easy like task. Like that is hard right there. The environment. So they had that going against them. Tennessee has not beat Florida in the swamp since 2003. So that's just a curse right there. You got to overcome that. You you have to do it that first time. You have to just get over that. But anyway, so Florida beat them 29 to 16. And what I saw in that game was Florida was really running the ball like crazy. Yes. And do you know who was running the ball? Tell us, Angela, who was running the ball. (laughs) Well, Tell us, it has a little bit of a tie to Clemson. It's Trevor Etienne. Travis Etienne was one of our great running backs. But Trevor is going to Florida, um, and he looked amazing. He looked amazing. He was – I, 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 I should so have written down how Clemson many yards players. he – I know, but he – was just running all over the place. Yes, he had an amazing. And he's not game. a big guy, but he's fast. Well, and I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still. I know 
Uh, Florida has a new quarterback this year. His name is Graham Mertz, and he did a good job. Mm -hmm. I thought he did a very good job. Um, Florida's defense did a good job. They look like a whole new team. They did a good job of stopping Tennessee's offense. Tennessee just looked a little um, discombobulated um, on offense sometimes. They looked, and again, it could be the environment. It could be the noise. Um, And I know that there are fans that, you know, their new quarterback, Joe Milton, he has, like, such a strong arm. Um, He's just not Hendon Hooker, you know. And it's so hard when you're trying to replace, like, this great quarterback you've had. It's so hard to step into those shoes. And he is not Hendon Hooker. But I think we've all – we were just talking about that with Georgia's facing that situation. Yes. Stetson Bennett left. Clemson has been struggling with this since Trevor Lawrence left. It's hard to replace a really, really good quarterback. It is. And they don't all sometimes have the same skill sets. Like some of them are better with, you know, being mobile and running. Some of them are, you know, the great passers and doing the long balls and having the strong arms. You know, they're just all so different in their skill sets. But, you know, I know as fans, we just – it's, it's hard not to compare them, um, but I just, you know, anyway. So I think I, I only saw the – I didn't see the game, the whole game live, because I was at the game, at the Clemson game. But I watched the some of it, you know, the replays of it. And Joe Milton made some great passes. I mean, huge, long passes that were completed. So I don't know um, if he made – I guess he made some that weren't so good, but – I mean, he's got the talent. I just don't know about the accuracy there. But anyway. Well, I just know that Tennessee and the way they play offense, and you know how they are, they're so fast, and they just keep going, going, going on offense. For them to only score 16 points in a game is not typical for this offense. Like, this is an offense that is built around going fast and scoring points. Are they still doing the fast, going fast? I think they try to. Again, You know, it may not be up to where they were last year because they have a different quarterback and they're trying to – And they lost some great receivers last year. They did. So, they did. you know, it's it's um, a different team, but, you know – It is. Hopefully they'll pull it, you know, pull it or turn it around after coming out of the small. They're still a good team. They are – they still they have great I know great, Tennessee fans players. are disappointed. But. I know they are too. Um, okay. And then we had Missouri quickly over Kansas State – Yes, Missouri. That was, a, that was a Kansas State was ranked fifteenth, and Missouri was not. And they Missouri kicked at the end of the game. It was tied with just a few seconds left, and Missouri kicked a sixty-one, yes, sixty-one yes. yard right. field goal to win the game. And that was a record. Amazing. I think that's a record. It's got to be a record. That is unheard of. That is amazing. So, you know what? Even though we have to face Missouri, I have to say hats off to Missouri for yes. pulling that one out. And their their kicker's name is Harrison Mevis, and they call him the thicker kicker yes. because he's a big dude. He is big. <laughs> I'm going to talk about him later too. But um, and then to me, LSU looked like a dominant team this week. They beat Mississippi State 41-14. to 14, And then Washington, who 
seems to be a team that a lot of people are talking about. They beat Michigan State 41 to 7. Yes, um, they were ranked 8. So and those then, were sort of the dom that th those were the teams that did not struggle. They didn't struggle and did not get upset. <laughs> they they just dominated. And, and Notre um, Dame beat Central Michigan forty one to seventeen. And Sam Hartman was the quarterback for Wake Forest last year that we talked about on our podcast a lot last year. Right, he's an excellent quarterback. Yes, and he is the quarterback this year for Notre Dame, and he's doing a great job for them. And then Oregon State beat San Diego State soundly, twenty-six to nine. And he, DJ Uyunglele, who was our quarterback for the last two years, plays for them, and he's been looking good for them. North Carolina dominated Minnesota, thirty-one to thirteen. Their quarterback Drake May looked great. Duke, thirty-eight to fourteen over Northwestern. Their quarterback Riley Leonard looked great. So it's so funny how all these different teams are. There's not one dominant team. Right. It's kind of like they're all over the place. No, there's, this year. I think there's a lot of parody. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with the transfer portal and NIL. I think that's totally what um, it is. I, I think that recruiting <clears throat> and players come into teams for various reasons. And, and they can leave. The teams and, and whether the they days. stay or not, yeah, there's just so much switching around. There's just a lot more parody where you're going to see. Yeah, there's sometimes not as big a gap. Well, uh, they had said, they taught, they being the commentators and whatever, said when we went to the NIL, which is name, image, and likeness, where they're paying certain players, and the transfer portal, it was beginning that college football would become, would become more like the NFL. where And it, it seems to be that way, where players aren't really loyal to the college. They're going to go where they need to go. Um, and that, Well, they're going to do what's best for them. They're going to do what's best yeah. for them. I'm not criticizing right, that. It's right. just... Um, used to, they would come to a school, you'd have to recruit them real hard and they'd stay at your school. Right. And now it's different. And now you can, that's really starting to show, I think, that all the teams are starting to get more. Yeah, more I think I, I think it just shows you, even after this weekend's a very good example that on any given Saturday, any given Saturday, right. that all these teams have good players and anybody can beat anybody. That's on right. any given that's Saturday. What, and that's and so, what makes it fun. And that Two is why every team better go into it ready to play right. because even South Florida. they're coming after you and, and and it's yeah it's every any Saturday it can happen so you better be ready. So let's talk about speaking of rankings. Okay. Let's talk about the rankings. Real okay. Quick. And Suzanne, okay. I want you to guess out of the AP top twenty-five, which conference has the most teams in the top twenty-five? Is it the SEC? No, it is, is it not. the ACC? I think it might be. Is, is it the no. no, it's the Pac-12. It's the Pac-12. Who would have ever thunk it? No, I, I cannot. It's the Pac-12. They have eight teams in the top 25. Unbelievable. <laughs> the SEC has five. The ACC has four, if you count Notre Dame, five. And the Big Ten has four. Now, who would have ever thought that? I don't know. It's just, it is an upside down year, and we're only in week four. It's we're start, We're beginning world. week four. Yep, and it's. It's it is. And some notables on the rankings. Alabama fell out of the top ten for the first time since 2015. They're number 13. And another puzzling ranking I have is Tennessee's fell to 23 and Florida came up to 25. But I'm thinking they played head to head. How is Florida not ahead of Tennessee? Well, because Florida already has a loss. They lost true. to Utah That's earlier true, in the year. That's true, but it's still puzzling to me because it was a head to head. Right. 
Well, and it, it can all change. They're right It'll there. Change. I'd say it has to do with just because of their first loss and, you and, know. And Clemson is not even ranked in the top 25. Um, but Oklahoma, number 16, they're a sleeper. You better watch them. Um, so our next segment is. Okay. It's what we started this last week. What happened? What in the world? And Angela and I each have a little a little what happened because we're both like, it was just something that it just puzzled. And again, I'm just bringing this up and I would bring this up no matter who, who was playing because I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. But in the Tennessee, Florida game, um, in that game, it was down to the last seven seconds. The score is 29 to 16. And the Florida uh, quarterback is taking a knee, like sort of the victory. We call it sort of the the victory position because the quarterback will just go back and, and take a knee down and everybody's around him protecting him just to make the clock run out. Because when his knee goes down, it downs the ball. The play is over. So anyway, so the quarterback, and they will do that at the end of a game when they're winning a game to run the clock out. So the the Florida quarterback, Graham Mertz, is going back and he's taking a knee. And so then it's the 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 clock stops. Um or actually it doesn't uh but Josh Heupel called a timeout. And it was just um Okay, and this is the order of events. It said that Tennessee coach Josh Heupel called a timeout in the final seconds of his team's loss to the Gators. Amari Thomas then hit quarterback Graham Mertz late on the last play of the game following the timeout. So after he called the timeout, after Josh Heupel, the coach for Tennessee, called the timeout, um, they went because there were still some seconds left on the clock the, the Florida quarterback, again, is just like he took the ball back and was trying to waste a few seconds and go down and take a knee. The Tennessee defender comes in and hits him late, which is you get a penalty for That's that. That's called a late hit. Yes, it's a late hit, um, and which, you know, was called. But because of that late hit, all of a sudden, both teams get in this huge – Chaos ensued. It is just chaos on the field, and it was just people throwing punches and pushing. And I think now three Florida players are suspended for the first half of their game this week, and one Tennessee player is suspended for the first half of the game. So my only thing is, what happened? Like, why? <laughs> why didn't Josh Heupel call the timeout? Why did he call that timeout? And I know that in his post-game press conference – he said to give his team another scoring opportunity, but I, I still can't wrap my head around it. It makes no sense to me. Why? Because it really just sort of led to – it just – it was. It did. Usually coaches – again, when you're a coach, you do everything possible to help your team. You do everything you can, and you do not give up. You want them fighting till the last second. But at this point, there's seven seconds. You are down. You are down by 13 points. Okay. The game, 
it's, it's over. Yeah. I mean, it just is. <laughs> I, I don't know any other way to say it. And so that was my only thing is I didn't understand that. He's much smarter than I am about football. Um, but that's my what happened because I'm just trying to wrap my head around. I don't understand. I've heard some commentators talking about that. If whether Was he trying to mess with Florida? Was he trying to actually score some more points? Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the it's my what happened was Alabama at South Florida. I, I just my jaw was on the ground when I was I could see it on the, another TV when I was tailgating. I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I know. And they played uh, Coach Saban played not Jet, not Milrow, who he played in the Texas game, but he played the two other quarterbacks. And I just I'm stunned. And I and I hate to say it, Nick Saban to me looked tired, and he looked. It just didn't look like it was fun. Um, so I just wonder how much longer he's going to hang in there. I, yeah, I don't and know. I hate that. I, he, I just don't know what's going on with Alabama. And I don't like to go by rumors. And I don't even know if these people writing these articles know what's going on. Only the people in that locker room know what's going on. Right. And the coaches. And they might not even know. Only Really, only Nick Saban. But knows. I just, you know, I, I, know. I think, um, I don't know. I think... You can just tell that there is there there's some controversy going on within that program. You can just feel it. You can see it. You can feel it that there's some. Well, and I wonder too because Alabama, you know, was one of the schools that always recruited heavily and always had the top one of the top recruiting classes. And now this NIL, it's kind of like Clemson. I think we're kind of in that same struggly mode of adjusting to the new transfer portal and NIL, and. I know Alabama has used the transfer portal. Oh, uh, yes. They've got I one of our best do. receivers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, but I mean, I just don't know if it's, it's probably hard for these coaches who have been such great recruiters for all these years. And now it's a whole new world. It's a and whole people new world. don't stay there. You know, they move on to other places. And I don't know. I don't know if that's part of it. Um, I just, I just didn't think. I just thought Nick Saban looked tired, and and he may be. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see how these coaches do it. To be honest, um, yeah, I. It it is just a very stressful job. You have a lot of demands. You have, not you know, fans, boosters, coaches, players, yes, you have families of the on. players. You know, you've got all this pressure just coming down at you and um so i don't see how they do it i don't know either and you know Dabo's coming under a lot of criticism because of you know because clemson hasn't been great for the last two years it, you know the man's done an amazing job at, at clemson and i can, i can only imagine what he's feeling like you know i've <laughs> brought this team to two national championships i've recruited some of the greatest players and the fans turn on you in a dime and they and I see them doing that at Alabama, and I'm they sure do they, they do it at every school. I think, and I don't agree with this philosophy at all. But it's almost like, what have you done for me lately? Right, like people do not want to like just celebrate championships from two and three years ago, which Still I mean that's deal. that's recent history. Um, but they, it's like now, you know, and. We've always said, though, those same fans, do they demand the same thing of themselves in their lives? Do they demand <laughs> perfection? And do they demand, you know, I, you just want to ask people this. But um, I know. anyway, yes. So 
yeah, I don't know what happened to Alabama, and that is a what happened because I don't know. That's not what's something like happened. we've ever seen before. And we're going and we're recently we're going to be talking about big games this week, but it'll be very interesting to see when Alabama plays a big SEC game and yeah, SEC team this week, how they respond. Um, it, that will be something to watch. Well, one of our other segments that we try to do, because part of our podcast is we try to gear it to people who are new to football or watch football. I talk to a lot of people who watch football, but they don't really understand a lot of the rules. They enjoy it. They get the gist of it, but they don't really know a lot of the rules. So one of the things that was confusing to me is kickoff. So what let's, we want to discuss some of the kickoff rules. So the kickoff, Suzanne, would you like to discuss the kickoff rules? Okay. She understands it a lot better than I do. All right. And we're talking kick, not punt today. They're two totally different We're going to talk about that on another episode. Okay. Just kicking. All right. Like when the game first starts, the very first play of the game, one team is kicking off to the other team. And you will see like a long line of players. The ball is put on a tee, like a plastic holder for the ball. The kicker is standing back. He runs up. His other people are running up to. Those are the people that are going to run downfield to, def- you know, to try and get the person that gets the ball. Okay, it's your coverage team. So anyway, so the player kicks the ball to the other team. Now, the rules now in kicking are if you kick it into the end zone, if the ball or even if the ball rolls into if the ball is in the end zone, then and the player doesn't catch it and run it out of the end zone then it will go to the 25-yard line. The team that you're kicking to will start their offensive drive at the 25-yard line. All right, if the player runs the ball out, if they catch the the ball in the end zone or any other part of the field and they run, it's wherever they're tackled. Right. Okay? It could be they could run it past the 25-yard line. It could be right where they caught it. Um. So they can do that. Then the other thing, and I'm not sure if it was the last year or the year before, they started something where a player can call a fair catch. So he can, a player can catch the ball on the 10-yard line and wave his hand up in the air, and that's a fair catch. And when they do that fair catch, they get to start at the 25-yard line. Okay, that's on the kickoff. Okay, so that's kickoff. What about out of bounds? Okay, if the kicker kicks it out of bounds, okay, in other words, like the end zone is straight ahead, so anywhere on either side, if you kick it out of bounds to the side, then the um, the team you're kicking to, they will get the ball at the 35-yard line. So, that's, so you want to avoid that. You want to avoid that because it gives the other team really good field position. So, um, yes, so that's that. And then the other kicking that takes place during the game is when a team, when your team scores a touchdown, you get six points for that touchdown. 
you get a chance to get seven points by kicking the extra point. Okay, so when you kick the extra point, okay, your kicker comes out, you're going to have a holder. You're going to have someone that's sort of kneeling down. The person, um, the center snaps the ball to the holder. The holder places the ball. The kicker kicks it, and hopefully it goes through the uprights, the goalposts, um, and that'll get you your extra point. Okay, now, another thing is if you didn't score a touchdown, but you're in a range on the field where that kicker reasonably can kick it through the goalpost, that's called a field goal. And so you can choose to um, try a field goal. And so you get sort of in that same formation. You're going to have a holder. They snap it to the holder. The holder holds the ball. The kicker kicks it and hopefully... Again, it goes through the goalpost. Hopefully. Hopefully it goes through the goalpost. And then you get three points for a field goal. So those are, the, those are the kicking as far as kicking goes. And then I then there, yeah, then there's the whole other thing with punts. But we can do that later. And Georgia and Clemson, we were just talking about, are both looking for kickers. <laughs> well, <laughs> both miss some, struggling. Some we're struggling in that department. And I know, like I said, that's we, a – yeah. That's a pressure situation right there. Trying to. Okay, so now we're going to go into our other segment of our player of the week. Whew, and there were some, I, there, there were, were some good ones this week for sure. I'll go first because I have already talked about this. I think Trevor Etienne is my player of the week. The Florida running back did a great job. And my honorable, honorable, honorable mention is Sam Hartman, the Notre Dame quarterback. So I thought he looked good when I showed the, the clips of him playing. Yes, absolutely. And I am picking the Missouri kicker, Mevis, or no, Harrison Mevis yes. is his name. And I, that was just incredible. 61-yard field goal to win the game. And we just talked about that. Yes. About, so, that's not usually a, a field goal that you could ever think you would make. No. In fact, no. You just don't hear about, you know, people doing that. I, that's my hat's off to him. So he is my player of the week. And then my uh, runner-up for player of the <laughs> week is Graham Mertz, who is the Florida quarterback. I thought he did a really good job for his first big SEC game yeah. and big stakes. And Oh, and I forgot to mention, Philip. My son Philip was at that game with his girlfriend. That's right, because she she's a Florida fan. Katie is a Gator. She yeah. went to Florida, and he he said it was a lot of fun. I bet. So I bet I got a picture of him standing in front of Tim Tebow's statue in front of, at the Florida Stadium. Oh. So anyway, all right. All so the, right. So now on to this week's games. A lot of big games this week. There are a lot of big games. Okay, we are going to pick, and I'm going to tell you from last week, let's see. Oh, yeah, I didn't do very well. Um, Angela got two games, and I got three. <laughs> our but, our picks aren't what? great this year, but everything's all, it's a topsy-turvy world this year. We, we both picked Kansas State. They got upset. We both picked Tennessee. We both picked Arkansas, and they lost to BYU. Wow. So, yep. The struggle week got us <laughs> and I our picked, numbers. I all picked Mississippi off. State. Phil thought that was nuts that I picked Mississippi State over LSU. And I said, Phil, 
I think was, that's the place where you and I differed because I did pick LSU, but that was the one. Otherwise, we picked the yeah, same. I said, Phil, you wouldn't have you would have picked, you know, Alabama over Texas. That's what makes it fun. I know. Different teams. Hey, you don't know. I'm just telling you. Yes. Okay. We're going to start with your team, Angela. All right. We have. All right. This is a huge week. Now, the good thing is they are playing. This this big game is being played at Clemson. Okay. They get the big Death Valley. It's okay. Big home field advantage. But we have number four in the country, Florida State. Coming in to Clemson to play Clemson. Unranked Clemson. <laughs> Which that's got to be. That, that hasn't been in a while. That can change after this week, can it? Yes. Um, we're so only. Who are we pick? The Vegas odds, I think we're down by two and a half points. That's the Vegas odds. I'm, of course, picking Clemson. I, I'm going with Clemson, too. I just think this is going to be their game where everything starts clicking. I hope I, so. I am, I'm definitely going. I'm Clemson. hoping the Florida State that showed up at Boston College comes to Clemson this week. Well, <laughs> and there Clemson. you go. That Florida State, because that was away. And, you know, when they played great, they were at home. And they're going to be away again. Could be. It could be something to watch. All right, the next one. We have number 19, Colorado. At number 10, Oregon. I'm going to have to go with Colorado. I'm going with Oregon. Oh, that's right, because they have the Georgia coach. I love Dan Lanning, um, and he's the coach at Oregon. Uh, so I am definitely going with Oregon. So, yes, they have definite Georgia connections. Yes, I want Oregon to win. Okay, then we have number 22, UCLA, at number 11, Utah. Hmm. I'm going to pick Utah. Okay. Who are you picking? I'm picking Utah also. I have no... To be honest, I don't know that much about either one of those teams, but I, so I, I go with the home field usually if I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> this is a big one. I go back and forth on this one. We have number 15, Ole Miss at Alabama, who's number 13. So it's at Bama's field. Where they lost to Texas. Yes. Exactly. Good point. I think I'm gonna pick Alabama. I think I'm think they're gonna get it turned around this week. You know what? That's what I'm leaning toward too. I'm gonna to pick Alabama. I think that is gonna be a good game. I think so. Mississippi can score some points. All so, right. Um, all right. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Ohio State is ranked six. Notre Dame is ranked nine. Yes. I'm going to pick Notre Dame because I like Sam Hartman. I'm picking Notre Dame, too. Hey, we're, we're all doing the same thing here. Okay. We're, um, and did, I, I, and Oregon's this is State, terrible. Are we going to pick the Oregon? Not... Yeah, we're going to pick that one. Yes, we do. Okay. Iowa at Penn State. Iowa's 24. Penn State is seven. And they're playing. They're playing at Penn State. I'm going to pick Penn State. Then. And from what I have seen, you know those games I have seen that are played at Penn State, and all those fans bring those white pom-poms, yes. and it is it's crazy. That, it looks for, crazy for the Big Ten. You know, we we in the South get into our football, but that stadium looks like it's hard it's, to play. It looks in. like it's rocking. All right. So who are you picking? Penn State. You're, okay, and that's who I'm going to pick too. All right, Penn State. And then the last game is Washington State, who's number 21, at Oregon State, that's 14. 
Did we ever think we would be saying Washington State and Oregon State would be ranked and playing each other and we'd be picking those teams? No. No. (laughs) No. This Pac-12 thing is just blowing my mind. (laughs) And they're dissolving after this year when they've come out of the woodwork all of a sudden. Yes. Yes. It's their swan song, I guess. I guess. Okay, so I'm going to pick Oregon State because I say DJ's been looking good. He didn't ever look this good at Clemson, and I don't know if that's because it's a whole different atmosphere and expectations are a lot different. I don't know, but he looks good playing for Oregon State. Well, and it could be the system, you know, the you know, every coach has a different philosophy and system that they put their players in, so it could be that too who knows who are you gonna pick i'm picking oregon state too okay i've got oregon state also georgia who's georgia playing this week georgia plays uab okay university of alabama at birmingham so this is our last this is your last game (laughs) before we get into the to the meat of the sec well last week wasn't a cupcake that's an sec team no and next week they go to auburn so that's going to be and it's at auburn so that that could be a trap game it's well it's hard auburn's loud and they love their team they love their football at auburn so it's going to be loud and we got this you know new quarterback you know that can you just don't know how to handle those things i know anyway it'll all be interesting i think another good game is going to be texas at baylor even though baylor's not ranked that's both in texas Somewhat of a rivalry, I imagine. Oh, that may be one to watch. Texas is number three, but um, Baylor is a trap game. They come up and get somebody every year, it seems like. And I'm going to be keeping my eye on you, Oklahoma. I know you can do it. They're playing at Cincinnati. And I just see them Oh, they slow. will have no problem with that. They're, they're slowly – well, we would have thought that about South Florida. <laughs> um, they're slowly moving up the rankings. I see you, Coach V. I know you could do it. That's right. So, That's um, right. Coach V is Brent Venables, and a lot of Oklahoma fans were dissing him in the comments. So I said, give him some time. But anyway, there you it's go. It's going to be an exciting week. It was a huge week last week. I hope you guys had some fun watching the games, and I I hope you get to watch some of the games this weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Go Tigers. Go Dogs. <laughs>